Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys and welcome to episode 51 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. This week we're going to dive right in. I've got three very special guests on with me today. They've been on the show before and I'm thrilled to have them on again. We are three guys or four guys in total that are really looking to change the face of men's mental health, emotional well-being and so, so much more. And I'm really delighted to have them on. So without further ado, here we go. Thanks guys. Right, it's so awesome to have back my three guests to today. They have been on the show before. They've all shared their experiences and what they do, but we've been doing a little bit of work together collaboratively. And I thought actually it would be a really cool episode to come on and share with you what we've been doing it, why we've been doing it, and also why I think it's going to be helpful for you guys out there listening to this today. So just going to quickly give you a little reintroduction to each of the guys, and then we're going to dive into what we're going to talk about today. So, Kevin, if you could just give us started, mate, just give us a little bit of a intro, dude. Yeah. So, first of all, I'm super excited to be here with these guys today, and to bring this to your audience, it's going to be amazing. And yes, I'm Kevin Baker. I'm a social anxiety coach. I help people that have social anxiety reconnect and realign to who they want to be and not be limited by their anxiety because we're so much more than our anxiety and we can achieve so much more in our lives when we're willing to push past that anxiety and just uh, reach and reconnect to our our highest self and our highest expression of self instead of limiting ourselves to what we believe we can achieve. Awesome. Tommy, how you doing, mate? Yo, I'm cold. I'm, I don't know. My house, my room is cold right now, but um, it's supposed to warm up today. Besides that, um, I'm doing good. I am Tommy Geary. I am a coach. I'm a dad. I'm a husband and I'm all those things. And <clears throat> um, I'm really focused on working with dads. So I help dads manage their time and their energy better. We cruise through the world overwhelmed doing going going and um yeah i help the dads manage that so we can show up for our best selves um for us for the people in our lives and yeah i'm sure we'll talk more about that but i'm pumped to be here because um yeah you dudes and i have gone on a journey together so let's 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 keep going nice yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, some of the topics that I want to look at is around like those roles that we assume as guys and as dads and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be incredibly valuable to explore that. And without further ado, our third and final guest today, Craig. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be here once again and and share the stage, so to speak, with uh, uh, you know all you you men here and to share our experiences. So. I'm Craig Spear. I'm a men's uh, weight loss coach. I help men build the discipline and commitment and the confidence they need to lose weight uh, and keep it off for good. So that's my passion. That's what I love to do. Love to help guys get stronger and, and just improve and, and uh, chase what's possible for them. So I'm excited to dive into this conversation and, and share the work that we've been doing because I think that's going to inspire a lot of other guys to do something similar. Yeah, nice one, man. Yeah, and that kind of sums up like why we're all here, right? To to support each other, to learn from each other, to inspire each other. And so for context, I know these guys, I've known them for a while, but I brought us all together earlier this year. I wanted to to run a mastermind. I specifically wanted it to be for guys because, you know, I want I work with guys, I want to work with guys, I want to help even more of you guys. So in order to do that, like we got to learn from each other we got to see how we operate how we work and guys it's not that dissimilar <laughs> it really isn't and so over the last few months like we've been meeting up on a weekly basis and majority of it has been around like business i'd say right but 
beyond that i think it's just more about us as the human beings that we are so each week we're getting together we are celebrating what's been going on in the week before because we don't really do that do we like we're so focused on what's our next problem what's the next challenge that we've got to overcome like we just don't stop to pause and think well, what did i do really fucking well this week how am i going to celebrate myself right because it's that celebration in yourself that's going to create the the new neural pathways is going to create the new things that become possible for you. So we love doing that. I think it's such an important part of what we all do. And from there, one of the biggest things that I, I think that we do is we kind of have like a group meditation and it can look different every week, right? Like sometimes we will do just like a, a mindfulness meditation. Sometimes we'll do um, almost like inner child work I guess we do future self things there's so many variations of what we do but the idea of it is is that we're getting in touch with our bodies and the more in touch we are with our bodies the better because our emotions like how we feel has information for us it's telling us what's happening in us in in our brain right but when we're using alcohol when we're using food when we're kind of like anxious and worrying about what everyone's going to think or worrying about how we're showing up as a dad like that all gets in the way and we kind of like disconnect from ourselves and so by having this weekly meetup it's about creating a community it's about surrounding ourselves with people just like ourselves right like people guys who are men of the world like who all have challenges in their life right like who have families potentially who have businesses like they all have responsibilities and being able to show up each week for each other like in a way that I've never shown up with other guys before right like usually when you think of men it's like it's all about banter like a lot of my groups of friends a lot about banter and I guess for you guys in the US would you call it jockeying (laughs) and you know like just taking the piss and i think that's all important i think it's it's part of being a man but like it's very surface level like we don't really ever get to see who we really are and either because we don't want to be seen because we don't want to show our vulnerabilities or because we just it's not that type of environment so us guys getting together has really kind of like opened that up for me to see how we can hold space for each other and let me just open this up, right, guys? Like, what has been your experience so far? And how do you think it might be relative to any of the guys out there who might feel like they're alone right now? Yeah, I can have yeah. in. Yeah, go for it, Tommy. Oh, yeah, go for it, Tommy. Um, one, I think, and uh, at least in the States, we might call it shooting the shit when we're with guys, oh, yeah. you know, just talking about whatever, giving each other shit. Um, And yeah, totally. Patrick, you've created this space for the four of us to um, communicate in a different way. And I wanted to say something about that. The time we spend like checking in and I don't know, that's what I kind of call that meditation process um, that we start the group with and the groups that I've worked in before with other men I've called it a check-in process and really I think like the power of it is like it gets us all on the same page or we are able to meet each other where we're at and I don't know I think we only have an hour together right we it's we have we have busy schedules and we only have an hour together so that in that first 10 minutes of just slowing down meeting, like really getting present, understanding where, what your body feels right now, where your mind's at. Are you like ready to celebrate? Are you flustered and frustrated? Are you overwhelmed at the time? Whatever it is like, all right, now we know where Kevin's at. Now we know where Craig's at. Now we know where Patrick's at and we can flow from there. So I think that, um, that kind of container has been really powerful for us, all of us, um, to be true to who we are in this group and feel safe, I guess. Nice. Uh, check-ins 
like a lot more friendly language <laughs> i guess than meditating perhaps right because it's just like a little it's almost like having a you know you put your car into a garage to get serviced or, or we get mot here once a year and stuff like it's it's kind of like that it's like just as you say checking in with yourself just seeing what's going on and just kind of meeting each other where we're at kevin yeah i was gonna say i think tommy you hit it right in the head there when you said about like creating a safe space right it's like we do these check-ins and we do these meditations but there's even more to it because then we're able to share and we go deep like there's never been a group of guys that the things that i've shared in life that i've been open and honest and available and safe enough to share with you guys you know like we've shared a lot in this group and there's no judgment there's no like ego it's not that we're just showing up here and we celebrate our successes and we talk about the things that we've improved upon and where we've grown but we also talk about like the shit the parts that we feel like exposed and opened up about and vulnerable about and you know even some of my closest friends that i've been friends with for years don't know some of like the parts of me that you guys know you know and it's like the the appreciation and love that i have for you guys goes even deeper than like some of my closest friends in like closeness in not just proximity but also like my longest friends you know and to have this space where we've actually like you know patrick you created this for us in this like ability to share and ability to just be completely honest and open with each other is really fucking powerful like it's not something that we often do with like do as guys you know we don't talk about those like shadowy parts of us those parts that kind of are vulnerable and it's just been extremely powerful and it kind of shows like i've opened up more with other people and i'm more able to talk about things that i haven't been able to talk about and even with anxiety right like this has helped me so much with my anxiety and being able to hold better space as a coach as well and to like really show up from a genuine place of like compassion and love and empathy for people that i haven't showed up for before and i think that is i know you said about like conditioning but i think like as guys we are conditioned in that way to not be as open and honest yeah totally man and maybe we'll open this up after craig's had something to say right but it's like why why do we feel that we have to keep everything inside right like why do we feel like we have to fix it and be the one who's got to stay strong and like all of these all of these conditioning and, and stereotypes of what it's like to be a man so yeah we'll dive into that shortly craig dude yeah i i don't have too much more to offer outside of what uh, tommy and uh, kevin have already offered out you know but one thing that does stick out to me about this group that we've we've um, built together is like you said, Patrick is we're surrounding ourselves with, uh, people who make us better. And, and you no, know, sometimes as guys, we tend to move away from that. Um, we, we tend to isolate ourselves or we'll, we'll focus just on our career and our family. And then when, you know, there's any kind of trouble that comes along, we don't have much of a support network, right? We're kind of left on our own. And so it's really important to surround yourself with people who do make you better. And that's not always accessible for a lot of guys, but given our community, we're coaches, we're entrepreneurs. And so we make each other better in that respect. But then, you know, just in the day to day, being a father, being a, a, a partner, being a, you know, just a good human being, I think that's what rounds out this group as a mastermind is, is we're not just coaches and entrepreneurs helping one another. We're also guys helping one another navigate the difficult challenges of life. And, and so that's what I really love what, what this is all about. So if anyone out there is listening to this and, you know, not knowing how to improve yourselves, you got to find some, a group that you can connect with. Maybe it's online, maybe it's in person, but um, it, it's great to have that uh, resource in order to improve yourself. So 
Yeah. And I'll, when you were talking, Craig, a few things came up. One was um, like, you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. So like you were saying, like who you surround yourself with has a direct impact on the person that you're going to be. And then the other thing was the support part of it. Um, I, I just, there's in the history of human beings and how we've evolved and survived and thrived, we've done that in a community and we haven't, um, and in a way, like over the last hundred years, we've got away from community. Like we live in very close proximity to each other, but how well do you know your neighbor? How well do you know, like the person across the street or your like that, that's not the same kind of community that, um, what that we had hundreds of years ago or thousands of years ago when we needed each other to survive and hunt and gather and protect each other. And it's, I feel like that's kind of what we're doing. We, we are kind of building this community and I've been a part of other communities like this where, you know, it's not just on this call that we support each other. We've built a relationship where we have one-offs off of the calls. Like if someone's going through some shit and needs another 20 minutes or an hour to talk about what they're going through, like we're there to support each other. So I think human beings thrive in a community setting and it can look a lot different than the technology or with the technology that we have right now. So it doesn't have to be necessarily in physical proximity, but being able to spend a set amount of time in like a predictable way that's every week has really, um, I don't know, can really just like, just doing it has benefits, like just showing up to it. Yeah, so good. And so many great points, right? And it's true around communities. And I think, you know, in the modern world, like we can think, no, that, how can that be true, right? Like we can go anywhere or do anything and, you know, like everything's so diverse. But actually like what tends to happen is there's a fear of difference, right? And then that's when people tend to start kind of like isolating themselves or being afraid of whatever's out there, shall we say. So really recognizing that you know we're all in this together as as guys as a species right like that is fundamental and i think the idea of like who you surround yourself with right i've heard that many many times like through my life and i'd only say like the last few years like i've really started to understand what it means like and it's not being like a a light bulb epiphany moment but like i look back now over the last few years and I it's been gradual and I look at like all of the new relationships that I've created and the changes I've made in my life and it's in direct correlation to the conversations that I've been having and those conversations like those new conversations that you have versus the ones that you have with all your mates where you're shooting the shit right these new conversations they are what change your brain right we think about neuroplasticity like this is what creates new neural pathways this is what creates new belief systems new habits and so meeting up once a week and even if it's for an hour is like recognizing that that can have such a profound impact in your life and guys if you're listening to this and you're thinking yeah but all of my mates are total fuckheads and like i can't ever see that happening for myself it's like it's not about your mates it's about it's about being creative You know, like maybe you start your own group or maybe you go out and you find a group that you think might be able to support you. And look, we're not just talking about alcohol. This could be for anything really in your life. So who is it out there that might be able to help you or support you? Or how can you create it for yourself? Such a a powerful thing that you can do. So there's some of the challenges that we face. And like, as, as we are all coaches, like, 
what are some of the challenges that you you notice in your clients right on a daily basis but not just your clients but also for yourself like whether that's as a partner or a parent or a business owner even the relationship to yourself yeah i think the biggest challenge i see within my clients and within myself is like believing that old story you know the story we tell ourselves and and then just buying into that and just watching that influence us going forward you know whatever our upbringing was like or whatever our relationship is like with our our partner or spouse or whatever our career is like you know we think that that is such a it, it's like we can't control that or you know it's not something that we can manage or influence and so what i try to do with my guys is help them see what else is possible right create new beliefs create new thoughts and that's something I do daily, um, just in journaling and, and writing down and seeing the way that I'm thinking and what is the story I'm telling myself and ultimately um, making a decision to, to look at what else is true, like what else is possible and then what else, um, like how does that help me? If it's a negative thought or if it's a negative story, like do I really want to bring that forward with me? And I think that's a big piece of the coaching that we all do is saying, hey, like, you don't have to think that way. I mean, there's different stories, there's different ideas, different beliefs you can create. You know, we don't have to buy into that stuff. So I think that's a big, big piece. Yeah, man. It's like my biggest challenge is me. <laughs> it's yeah. what I think, right? Like what I believe. And and sometimes just even recognizing that you are in a story, it takes somebody else to even notice it. Like I with my partner, like she's always calling me on my stories and I'll get all defensive and I'll get all like upset about it. And then I'll go away and I'll think about it. I'm like, oh man, she's right. <laughs> like she's totally right. <laughs> Tommy, you were going to say something or oh, Kevin. Oh yeah. I was going to say, you know, it's, it's similar to what Craig was saying, right. About like beliefs and our stories and stuff. And I know a big one for my clients and, and myself as well is it's like a wholeness, right? Like, or, being worthy and having worthiness and it's like thinking that there's something outside of you you know that you have to accomplish something or if you improve yourself then you'll be worthy or i'm thinking about even like in your audience like people well if i stop drinking then i can be worthy and it's like you're already a hundred percent worthy you're a hundred percent whole there's nothing outside of yourself that you have to accomplish or achieve or be to be worthy and to be whole. And I think that's been a big shift for me is realizing even like as a business owner and as a father, as a husband, just as a man, as a human, it's like, I always have these expectations of things that I need to be or need to do. And then if I do those things, then I'll be like whole, then I'll be worthy of love or attention or whatever, whatever, like the nonsense story is, you know, but it's just recognizing that we already are whole. We already are worthy. There's nothing outside of you that can make you more whole or more worthy. You already are. And I think just realizing that you can show up from such a powerful place and such an authentic place because you're not worried about well, what are other people going to think? How are they going to judge me? And you can just be yourself and know that you're already complete. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think you're like, Kev, what kind of came up for me was like, this life's fucking hard, right? Like living in the world isn't always easy and that's okay. I think like, is is kind of the message like you're doing a good job is something that like sometimes we all need to hear um so yeah you're doing a good job and you're like perfect as you are um it's something that you know a lot of guys don't hear often and they definitely don't believe right like back to what craig was saying like guys listening like you might not even realize how much you how hard you are on yourself and 
what is that story you're telling yourself? Like to Craig's point, like, what are you telling yourself about needing to be better? So um, one of the things that I work with a lot of dudes on is overwhelm. I think um, in this world of doing and all the responsibilities in our life, we can get overwhelmed and we think that it's because of the people in our lives or the jobs or the emails or the work conferences or the screaming kids that are overwhelming us. And we feel like we're losing control. So I think the big thing is control. And what I help guys see is that when we try to change other people in our lives, when we try to change our work situation, like we're trying to control things that are totally out of our control. So being able to split up what we can influence and what we can't influence is really um, a big step in our growth and our development. Because when we learn what we can control, which is the stories we're telling ourselves, our thoughts, and then we can let the outside world be as it is, that's when we get to feel more in control and we get to feel more freedom. And then we can control our actions instead of being reactive to the world around us. And taking on that ownership of like, sometimes scary, right? Like, holy shit, it's up to me if I want to feel good. It's not like making more money. It's not... Um, the kids being more calm and listening to everything I say, oh, I can't control that. Like that's um, sometimes scary to take that ownership. And Patrick, I don't I think we were going to talk about responsibility, but um, you know, realizing, and I don't know, I was just listening to someone responsibility. It's your ability to respond. Like, how are you going to respond to what shows up in the world? And when, when you start to realize that you don't control the outside world and your responsibility is to show up the way you want to, it it's, yeah, it's a big responsibility, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love that, like your ability to respond. And that was exactly what was coming up for me is like, yeah, we can't control a lot of stuff in our lives, but we like to think that we can anyway. <laughs> Something that like, came up for me earlier when I was doing a bit of my own self-coaching is like, it's, it's if something's bothering you, like if there's something that you feel is not going the way that you want it's, it's, and it's on your mind, it's like, do something about it. But like, what is in your control to do about it versus like, what are you wasting your time and energy getting angry and frustrated or upset thinking about, which is just not anywhere near your realm of, of responsibility. Right. So guys, what else do you think it means when you have to be, or not have to be, but when you're responsible for yourself? I think one of the things I see a lot, with uh, the men I coach is it's, it's almost easier to stay stuck in where we're at, even if it's not a great place because it's, it's the devil we know, right? It's familiar, even though it sucks, it, it doesn't cause the amount of discomfort that is out there if we try to grow into the, you know, the unfamiliar. And so I think that's why a lot of guys just stay stuck. They don't, they don't try to take this mindset of, of self-improvement or personal growth and they get caught in the negative vicious cycle of over drinking, overeating, watching too much porn, you know, whatever it might be, whatever the vice is that keeps them stuck. And so it's, it's, it's saying, you know what, I, I want to experience a little bit of discomfort and then grow from there. Right. And I think that's where the responsibility lies is, is saying, I'm just done staying stuck in this place feeling this way. And even though it might be a little bit more uncomfortable on the other side for a bit, I know there's more out there. Not that we're seeking more, but um, yeah, just knowing we have more ability, uh, capability to change what we're experiencing. 
Yeah. It's almost like there's not more out there. There's more in us. Like mm, the, yeah. the way where I'm at in life right now, like, yeah, I'm surviving. I'm getting by. I'm, but there's more in me. Like I know there's more in me. And am I going to answer that call? Because when you answer it, it's not easy. You're going to have to feel some discomfort in that growth. And you're going to have to be responsible to yourself if you say you're going to do it. And I think a, a lot of guys and me too, for a while, like I'd answer that call and then I'd fail. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to do that again. Like, you know, for me, it was when I was trying to like take, and, and I don't have a specific example, but like in general, I was telling myself I wasn't smart enough to take classes or to learn and to grow. And so I was in my corporate job and that was just like where I was going to be. And everything was good, good paycheck, good benefits, good vacation, flexibility. It was awesome. But there was something inside of me that was like, do you want to do this for the next 30 years of your life? And I was like, yeah, you, I could, and I would be fine and that would be great. But something was like, you got more in you. Like, and for me, stepping out of that was like signing up for like a class, like literally like taking a leadership development course that I was going to have to present in front of people and being totally freaked out about it. And <clears throat> yeah, I, um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know where that goes, but that's kind of what came up for me. No, I really like how you frame that though. It's like, what's inside you, right? It's more inside you rather than chasing something externally. I think that's, that's a great takeaway. Yeah, yeah. man, ste stepping into the unknown. Kevin? And I think that's it, right? And it's discomfort brings up a lot of our insecurities. And I think once those become exposed, it's like, what's our, what's our default? It's kind of to go back into that blame or shame or, or our being stuck in our patterns, our habits and discomfort is like, that's the answer. Like you don't want to move away from it. You want to move towards it. And to Tommy's point, it's like, you're going to be so uncomfortable, but you're working on your inner self. And by working on your inner self and working through that discomfort and your insecurities and your vulnerabilities, that's when you're able to grow. And that's when you're able to like uncover what else is possible. Like, you know, when we were kids, you know, like what, like crawling, I look at my son who's now like six months and he's just starting to crawl a little bit. And it's like, his world is starting to open up and he's like talking more and seeing more. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, we get limited to what we believe we can do. And then we stay stuck and we stay in blame and all of those kind of things. But once we start to do that inner work and move through the discomfort, then we're able to see what else is possible. What else can I do? What more can I accomplish or achieve? And it's not for the sake of, well, so I can achieve these things. So then I'm better, better. So then I'm more worthy or more whole. It's like, no, you're, it's the opposite. It's like, you're already whole, you're already worthy, but you also can still do more and accomplish more and be more just for the sake of doing it and for seeing what else you're capable of doing as an amazing human. Yeah, we're capable of so much. And <laughs> I don't know if um, you guys have been watching Encanto like a million times and listening to the soundtrack, but you said, Kevin, like, what else can I do? And that's like one of the songs in there. So now it's spinning in my head. Um, yep. I won't say it, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> discomfort. And I don't know, Craig, maybe you can talk to this also, but there's so much, we're cool with physical discomfort. And we're cool with lifting weights and running hard and pushing ourselves physically and showing, <clears throat> you know, showing up that way. But the internal discomfort, the discomfort of those vibrations in our body that feel tight and that feel sinking in our stomach, we aren't as comfortable with those or we're not as cool with those. 
And when, you know, people, the growth, the leadership books talk about pain and suffering, and that's what you need to do to grow. I think it is like that emotional pain, the, the fear and feeling that. So I don't know. I, I just have this idea of those, the, that difference of pain. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that, Tommy, because this, this morning I was doing a workout and I was thinking that I'm like, why is it I can feel this physical pain? Like I almost embrace it. I love it. I, I give me more of this, right? Like my lungs are burning. Um, muscles are fatiguing and, and during my workout, I'm like this is great. Any type of emotional discomfort, pain, you know, it's like, get me away from that. It's like, why do I have a tolerance for the physical pain and not the emotional pain? And I don't know if that has something to do with us being men and, and we're just not, you know, conditioned or, or sort of, um, you know, that's not how we're brought up. We're brought up to be more physical. Um, but I think this, this work that we've done, we all know we've been through the school. We understand the power of emotions and leaning into those. Um, a lot of guys who don't understand that concept of like actually feeling an emotion and feeling a feeling uh, it's not about like being emotional, right? It's about tapping into your, into your emotions. And I think there's a stigma around that being a guy, you can't be emotional. Well, it's not about being emotional. It's about tapping into the, like you said, the vibrations you feel in your body. And there's so much power in that. And so if we can, I guess, to, to kind of close the loop on this, like we can lean into physical discomfort right? You're doing a set, you're doing a, a workout, whatever it is, like, okay, push a little harder, right? You're going to see growth from that. And it's the exact same thing with your emotions. Like if you feel shame or you feel fear, or you feel frustration rather than just quit and walk away from that. Can you lean into it? And uh, I think there's a lot of power in that. So we know we we're capable of doing that physically. Let's do it emotionally. Watch what happens. Yeah. Nice. And I, like I notice this in myself sometimes as well. Like I think sometimes I don't even realize that I am trying to avoid my emotions. Like it's just been so well practiced that I just move from one thing to another. Like I don't even like that's been one of my biggest learnings over the last few years is like registering like, Oh, like the reason I think I need to eat something or previously was I need to drink something is because I was trying to get away from something. And it's like creating that window of, of, of space to see like, be interested in like why do i think i need to eat something all of a sudden like oh i'm just about to come and record this podcast with the guys and i think i need a cup of coffee <laughs> oh okay so what's going on that there right like there's information in 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 the in the action almost to alert me if there's an emotion there and the latin word for emotion is to move right like our emotions want to move through us they want to tell us what's going on for ourselves and when we start adding things in to like suppress those emotions they never go anywhere like they get stored in our body so i think for any of you guys who are listening and you're thinking oh, you know what is all this about emotions i'm not i'm not even sure what they're on about but i it's it's a journey it's about creating space and understanding for yourself like, like even as guys we all have emotions right like there's no getting away from it but understanding like your emotional spectrum as it were right like in the beginning for me i only really recognized anger or sadness or happiness like all of the fairly big ones right but the more i've done this work like the more nuanced it's become the more like i can get the like intricate emotions like oh okay so i feel irritated like oh so why am i irritated previously irritation would have come across as anger right but there i think there's differences between them both so i guys what what's your experience right like how did you realize that you were avoiding emotions like what was your journey to getting in touch with how you feel mine was talking to craig he just opened up my emotions for me um yeah. <laughs> uh it's kind of i don't know for me it's been a lot of different things um <clears throat> i think the first thing is managing my mind a little bit more and starting to realize that um, the stories that I tell myself are limiting um, or they were limiting sometimes. <clears throat> and 
then yeah i don't know i guess it's the just the journey of starting to ask questions and what we were talking about earlier like answering that inner voice that's telling you that you can do more and when you start answering that inner voice you start learning more about yourself and that means what you're thinking and also what you're feeling so for me um i think having a having a coach having a mirror and have being in groups like we're in right now has been huge because well and i guess the only other thing i'll say about it is that kind of what we're talking about like this is our mastermind these these terms get thrown out a lot like what a mastermind is there's also men's groups men's work that that's that's when we start talking about these emotions our vibrations in our body and what's really happening and my one of my biggest learnings was like when you like you were talking about Patrick the spectrum of emotions like the angry, the sad, the fearful, the shame, the happy. Happy is just a part of it. And the point isn't to feel happy all the time because that's impossible. Like we can't feel happy all the time because we have all these other emotions. So when I kind of realized like, oh shit, it's okay to feel ashamed about stuff. It's okay to feel sad because when I fight it, that just gets super tense and wears me out. Um, so I think that was, that, that was a big aha for me is realizing that like, oh, the point isn't to be happy all the time. That's a great aha moment. I think, you know, I always knew what emotions were and what feelings were, but that's about it. I just knew about them. I never experienced them. I always repressed them, not knowingly, but I was repressing them, um, not giving them any acknowledgement or airtime. And so just going about my life and in this kind of completely uh, unconscious way. And the thing I love about this work around like diving into emotions, like actually feeling like something in your body, this emotion in your body is it's a game changer. It's a superpower when you're able to like actually tap into that, be present with an emotion. And you realize you don't need to rely on external things unconsciously to feel better, right? You don't need to rely on alcohol and food and drugs and all those other things to not feel an emotion. And so I don't, I'm not even close to fully understanding all of the different emotions that I have. Like you talk about that spectrum, Patrick, I'm still very much in the, the early stages, right? Fear, happiness, sadness, like those those big emotions. And so it's exciting to know that you can dive a little deeper into that and um, broaden your range of those emotions and learn how each one influences you. So, you know, that's the exciting piece about this, but you got to want to do the work. You got to want to learn more and go through those emotions. And it goes against, I think it goes against everything we've been taught, which makes it seem even more unnatural. Um, so there is that period where you're just like, am I doing this right? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? There's just a lot of confusion, but the more you keep pursuing that, I think you learn more and more about it. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, like, I, I thought I was emotional. Like I thought I understood emotions, you know, like I would, I could get angry as a kid or as a teenager and things like that. I'd cry at funerals, you know, a lot of, like. You see a lot of guys that aren't crying at things like that. And it's like, I thought I understood emotions and I had no fucking clue. I, for like 25 years or more, I had social anxiety, didn't realize it. I had like, I didn't know my feelings. I wasn't in tune with them. You know, I avoided them. I would push them away. It's like the obvious emotions you know you get pissed off I could be angry I could yell I could do those kind of things hit a wall whatever a person like in your family dies I could cry like those are what I knew of my emotions until I started doing the inner work until like the life coach school and understanding like thoughts and emotions and those kind of things and the more I start to understand it and 
like dive into it. And I know Tommy was huge for me to like, you know, before this, we had a call and he like held space for me for almost an hour of just like, okay, now what are you feeling? Like now where's that vibration? And I had like vibrations in like my legs and my arms and like I was tingly. I was taking like deep swallows and I was resisting things. And it's like, I had like pressure in my head and it's in my neck. And it's like, these emotions get stuck. Like Patrick said earlier, like it's memory. It has like, it wants to move. We have a central nervous system. Like we have, we've been given this body that works in a certain way. We have a brain, we have emotions, we have a nervous system. It's like, but we just look at like the physical stuff as men. I feel like we look at our, our bodies as like muscle and tissue and joints. And it's like, okay, I can run, I can exercise, I can do these things, but it's so much deeper than that. And our, our emotions get stuck in those things. They get stuck in like our tissue. It gets stuck in our, our neck or whatever it might be. And I think sometimes it even manifests as pain. Like people have back pain or neck pain. And it's like, we're just holding on to these emotions and avoiding them. And I know for me, when I'm avoiding something, it feels like there's just this like pressure behind me of something that like is just weighing on me that I'm not processing. So to Craig's point, lean into that, like be willing to uncover it all. Like I know for me, I would just avoid and it would be like TV or maybe porn or maybe eating or maybe just like whatever, avoiding just in every way possible. I didn't want to actually feel my emotions and feel the things that didn't feel good. You know, everybody likes to feel happiness. And I know Tommy was saying this, it's like, it's not just happiness, it's everything. I don't even name it anymore. I just like try to tune into my body. Like, where is the vibration? Where is this resistance? And how am I like either processing it or not processing it? So yeah, that would be my like advice is just lean into it and be willing to actually feel it, experience it. Because most of the time, even the negative stuff, when you're willing to just sit there and process it and let it all come, it no longer holds a grip over you. And it usually doesn't take that long to just sit there with it and then it will go away. But it doesn't go away forever. <laughs> you know, you have to do the work on it. It's a practice. It's just like exercise. Like you have to do it routinely in order for you to really get in tune with it and to allow it to start to let go. And it's like the neuroplasticity of the mind. I feel like it's the same with our, with our body. It's like we can release that stuff. We can tune into our central nervous system and our, our different nervous systems and start to um, align ourselves with those things. And I'll just, to maybe wrap it up, like Kevin, like what you were saying about like that, like pressure behind you and to what Craig was saying about the power of feeling that it's like, because these emotions, we're talking so much about emotions and they're so powerful because they drive how we act and they drive how we show up, depending on how we're feeling, depending on what those vibrations are, we will either act and I don't know, like that pressure, that pressure is going to, I don't know, I'm not going to go too granular here, but that's the big thing, right? How you're feeling drives how you're acting. So if you want to change, if you want to change the actions in your day-to-day -day life, feeling is an awesome way to taking more control of that. Yeah, 100%. And it's a skill, right? Like, as you both kind of alluded to, is that it does take practice. Like, you need to develop that in yourself to sit, sit with it. Like, and guys, it doesn't have to be something that you do for hours on end, right? Like, you could start by just doing a minute a day like what do i feel in my body right now closing your eyes i didn't even realize this at the time but i i've got the headspace app which is a meditation app in the uk and i'm pretty sure it's international but he he guides you through it like he does a scan of your body and you're noticing what you're feeling in your body and i didn't realize at the time that i was actually feeling my emotions so you know maybe you are already doing it you're just not entirely aware of what you're doing so you know, like give yourself some grace. Know that this is a skill. It's going to take practice. 
like there's no right or wrong way to do it but the most important thing is to do it is just to let it be let it to move move through you right all right guys what an adventure we've just been on i think there's so much great stuff there that's come out i think i think the emotions like it's everything isn't it right like they're so so important and integral and remembering like where our emotions come from right like our emotions come from the stories that we're telling ourselves as well so like everything we've discussed is all so related and going to be helpful if anybody would love to get in touch with you all if you could just let them know where to go right so kevin just let us know how people can get in touch dude yes i'm on instagram kevin baker coaching you can follow me there or on facebook kevin baker but i think i'm just gonna there's like you know a few more than one kevin baker so i think i'm gonna make kevin vincent baker <laughs> so people can find me on facebook too wicked um tommy you can find me instagram uh at tommy we embark probably the easiest way to find me and whatever i have going on um you can learn more about what i do there yeah, and if you're looking for a weight loss coach or you just want some information on how to lose weight using a lot of these concepts that we've talked about today, you can check me out, Craig Spear at The Spear Method on Instagram. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I just want to say how much I appreciate you all for coming on and for the adventure that we've all been on over this past year. I think having this platform here on the podcast, being able to share it is going to be able to show guys listening, you know, they don't have to suffer in isolation, right? Like they don't have to do this on their own. Like even the idea of being in a men's group at one point was super uncomfortable for me. Right. Like I, I think I've spoken about this before. Like I didn't want to be around guys a lot of the time. I found it far easier to speak to women. So it's all good. Like wherever you are, whatever you, you currently believe, like we don't need to judge yourself for that, but just know that there's, there's people there out there who are going to be able to support you. You're going to help you to grow, to make those changes that you want to make. All right. Thanks so much guys for coming on and I'll see you all again next time. Take care. Thank, thanks Patrick. This is awesome. Thanks Patrick. See you fellas. Yes. Nice one. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.